Yo, what is going on, Cover 7 family? Welcome back to another episode here on the Cover 7 with Mason Pierce podcast. And guys, in today's episode, I'm super excited to announce that I'm joined by three-star edge rusher and Rice commit, Joseph Matombo. Joseph, welcome on to the podcast. I'm super excited to have you. I'm super excited to have you on today. Yes, sir. Appreciate it for having me, Mason. You know, I'm just, I'm happy to be a guest on your show. Let's get it. Let's get it cracking. Hey, Joseph, I already love the energy you're bringing, my man. Seriously, I look forward to getting to talk to you a little bit about, you know, college football, high school, everything like that. But first, you know, why don't you tell us a little bit about yourself, you know, where you're from, how you got into football, why you got into football, just some of the little details that we may not know about you. Right, right, right. Um, So, you know, my name is Joseph Matumbo. And, you know, I was born in Africa, but I was raised in the United States. I got a rich African culture. You know, I grew up with three older sisters, so that was always hard on me, just being excellent, three smart, amazing older sisters. So, you know, I just want to live up to that. Living up to their expectations was something big for me. And uh, the way that I did it with football, you know, I just always loved the game since I was a kid. You know, I was, I was a chubby one when I was a kid, thinking I was a wide receiver. But <laughs> I got you. I just learned my I learned my spot in middle school, and you know I just carried my love for the game, and I turned it into aggression, turned it into you know practice and motivation, into like just keep playing and keep keep becoming the the beast that I like to call myself today. Hey, absolutely, Joseph. I mean, if anybody watches your film, that's exactly what they're gonna see. And not only are you six five and about you know two forty, but I mean you're a beast. You can come off the edge and everything like that. But Joseph, I want to talk to you a little bit. So. So you said you're originally from Africa. So how do you feel like, because, you know, obviously they have a rich culture of, you know, being very disciplined and everything like that. Right. So for you personally, how do you feel like that's benefited you so far in such your young playing career? Because obviously being able to have that discipline and, you know, being able to withhold a lot of the temptations, everything like that. How has that helped benefit you, you know, today where you're at now? Um, It's honestly, it's helped me a lot, really. Like, to be honest, I owe a lot of it to my parents. You know, that was always working, doing two jobs, just trying to keep food on the table for us. And, you know, my dad, especially, that discipline factor was there, you know. Like I said, my sisters, they were all, like, three smart, amazing, amazing girls, you know. So that that intelligence factor kind of might have skipped a little bit over me, but, you know, <laughs> hey. the discipline and, the, like, the determination was there because my parents, you know, they they wanted to make sure I stayed on the right path not falling into these distractions that you see like kids nowadays doing, you know, all that dumb stuff, you know what I'm saying? But yeah, that, 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 that part of me is engraved in me. And I feel like I'm a, I'm a instill it on my kids whenever that day comes, you know, discipline, just doing the right thing. Hey, I love to hear that, honestly. And I'm glad that, you know, and a lot of the guys I interview here, you know, they talk about it a lot too, but I'm glad to hear from you personally, because you know, especially a lot of times when you get quote unquote big time and you get all these offers and everything like that, it normally gets to people's head. And for right. you, Joseph, I mean, obviously it didn't really, you stayed humble, you know, you continue to show love to everybody. So the biggest thing I want to ask you before we start talking a little bit about your career so far is for you personally, Joseph, what has kept you so level-headed versus kind of getting all of this offers and, and all the attention you've gotten so far, you know, gotten to your head and kind of made you kind of forget your roots, so to speak. So what's kind of helped you uh, kind of the best way to say it, it kind of helped you stay so level-headed. I feel like uh, the thing uh, that helped me kind of humble, you know, level-headed is always knowing that, you know, there's someone out there that coaches think are better than me, you know. There's someone out there that's getting more offers than me, someone out there who has more power five offers than me, someone out there who has more stars than me, you know. And just that hunger of being the best 
has kind of kept me humble. And, you know, I, in my opinion, I'm a confident person. Don't want to sound cocky, but I feel like I am the best two-way, two-way athlete in the nation. I'll just say that. Don't want to sound cocky. but Hey, I, let, I, hey I, no, no, I, let them know. Let them know. I feel like I'm just the best at what I do. And, you know, the, the, the thing that's kept me humble is other people or other, other coaches, you know, supporters, fans, whatever it is, thinking that there's someone better than me. So that humbling opinion has kept me humble and it's kind of driven me to, 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 to and like fueled me to work harder, you know, keep getting more, staying hungry. Hey, absolutely. You always need to stay hungry, especially in this profession, because, you know, you never can be content with where you're at, because like you said, right. there's always going to be someone that can outwork you and this and that and all that because they want it more. But anyway, jo Joseph, so let's start, you know, let's kind of get back on track a little bit about your playing career so far. So you did talk, you talked about it a little bit early on, but so you said when you were younger, you actually wanted to play wide receiver, which I can I can feel you about being the chunky part. Trust me, because you know, you know, I was definitely getting fed. I was raised by my grandparents, so I was, you know, <laughs> I definitely, you know, definitely no shortage on food for me. But right. So 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 for you, was your first position actually wide receiver or? No, nah, I started I started off on that. My first position was uh, left tackle. Oh, okay, so they had you on the whole line. Okay, so they didn't let it slide and let you get you know tied in nah. wide receiver. Nah, Hillwood Hillwood has a. Shout out Hillwood Middle School. Hillwood has a tradition of greatness, so they they knew where I, they knew where I belong. I got you. I got you, Joseph. So, so when did you actually make your transition from the offensive line over to the defensive side of the football? See, I'd always played. That's the thing. Going into Hillwood, I wanted to play wide receiver and well, really, I want to play tight end and uh, defensive end. But they stuck me at that tackle, so I, got I played you. both ways going through middle school. You know, kind of getting some reps on the defensive side, but mostly. I started on offense, didn't start on defense. And then my freshman year, I kind of thinned up a little bit. I got I was I was a lot skinnier, so that defensive side was looking pretty sweet. And uh I started I started on the freshman team, you know, that's really where I developed the love for the position and kind of focused on 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 becoming the best edge, best defensive end that I could be. So it was really my freshman year that I really like took the defensive end position on locks and you know, really like honed in on it. Hey, I got you. I got you, Joseph. And I also want to ask you, too, since, you know, you were making that transition, what was kind of the first, I guess, huge difference that you noticed personally from now being the guy blocking these edge rushers to now you actually are one of the edge rushers? Um, I feel like um, the biggest difference is probably, I'll say, well, I'll, I'm going to get like an easy spotable difference is the stance. You know, like the stance starts off everything before the snap. It's like the, it's like the base, it's like the base building block. The stance is really different, more heavy on your hands as a D lineman, getting ready to, uh, you know, go off the ball, get sprinter steps. Old lineman, you kind of sitting back a little bit, kind of on your heels a little bit more. And kind of just like uh, being like that thought of becoming more a hammer. Because, you know, O-line, is it's important to be that hammer and not the nail. But as a D lineman, it is the key to, to that position, you know, being the hammer and not the nail and firing off the ball and hitting them before they hit you. Hey, I got you, Joseph. That's actually a good comparison, you know, the hammer and nail, because especially when you are in the trenches, that's exactly it. You're either going to be the hammer or you're going to end up being the nail. So, Thanks. so anyway, so, you know, after your freshman year, your first year playing high school football, how did you feel personally like you performed? Because so up to this point, were you already at six foot four or were you still kind of growing? Um, at that point, by my freshman year, I was probably around. 
punched me. I was probably around six three. Jesus. Six three about two. Actually, no, I wasn't even two hundred. My first meal I was about six three, one eighty five. Man, yeah. damn. Uh, Man, I'm, I'm a little I'll, jealous. I ain't gonna lie to you. I'm, I'm a little <laughs> jealous. I ain't gonna lie. Yeah. I mean, it was nice, but you know, I, I was I was really thin, so I mean, it it it, it wasn't a super big event. No, I got you, Joseph. And, you know, speaking of that, so, you you know, you were thin, you know, at the end of your freshman year. So, so at the end of your freshman year and, you know, even looking back nowadays, you know, what were some things you took away from that first year that kind of helped you get to be the player and the student athlete that you are today? Um, My freshman year is kind of really where I developed my – my, because freshman year is like – I feel like freshman year was the really the first year that I learned how to lose, you know. In my middle you. school days, we dominated. We, we used to smack around people. But my freshman year is where I learned how to lose. And that kind of fueled me to, like, like you know, not accept it. And kind of it kind of built my my level of aggression that it is right now. Because, like, um, I, I ain't going to lie to you. My freshman year, I used to get ejected all the time. I had about three or four ejections over the season just because I hated losing. I hated being, like, being on the bottom. No, I got you, though. I mean, I – you know, a funny story, like for me, you know, this is kind of when I realized I should have played football. I don't mean to kind of take the spotlight off of you. No, but, go ahead, go ahead. But <laughs> the best part was, it was, I think it was middle school ball, seventh grade year. You know, grandma, I know because she listens to all these. She'll remember this story exactly. But so we were losing bad. I come from a little town. Uh, I don't know if you've heard of it. Bonham, Texas. No, nah, don't ring a bell. I'm sorry. It's, no, you good. It's pretty much like right on the border of Oklahoma and Texas, but some little small town. And unfortunately, we were not the best when it came to athletics, but Anyway, besides that, so we were in a game losing probably, I think, by 40 points, and it was still the second quarter in a basketball game, mind you. And, man, I just got so pissed off. I'm kind of like you. You know, you let your emotions get the best of you. You get sick of losing and everything like that. And, I mean, this kid goes up for a layup. I, You know, unfortunately, I shoved the crap out of him midair. Oh, Lord. Kid falls down. Tooth goes through his gun. I mean, it was bad, but I can understand, oh, though. And, but, yeah, I mean, definitely losing, it gets to you after a while. I mean, it Thanks. definitely – and it, but it drives you, though, at the same time. It it, mm-hmm. it, it pretty much ignites that flame, and you don't want to continue to do better. So, so is that mm-hmm. kind of the moment that you realize that you wanted to strive pretty much to be able to never have to have that feeling again? Yeah, you know, I just – I'm just a competitor. You know, I just hate losing. And, yeah, that, that really did feel it a lot. I got you, Joseph. So, going into your sophomore year – you know, what were some things that you personally worked on to better yourself as an athlete and edge rusher on the football field, whether that be weights, grades? You know, what were some things that you mainly tried to um, prioritize going into your sophomore year? At that point, I feel like um, I had like I had the one, you know, I had the I had the mindset, but physically I just wasn't there. You know, I was my first year on varsity, you know, you're going against 280. 300 pound lineman and you know as a sophomore it's kind of intimidating so I really focused my sophomore year as uh on um on getting my weight up you know that weight room you know just living in there eating a lot just kind of building up my weight in my sophomore year I reached about sophomore year I hit 205 I play I think I played 205 210 I got you 205, so that's a pretty good jump though that's a pretty good jump yeah. from your freshman year mm-hmm but, um, so yeah, that's that was kind of my focus on kind of getting bigger, and it's kind of been my focus all of my all of my high school career because I was I I came in high school undersized, so through my years I've really been developing my weight and you know just living in that weight room. Hey, absolutely, Joseph. I mean, obviously, you know, you, you finally got your weight definitely up to where you want to be for an edge rusher. Right. You got one of the best frames I think I've seen from a senior in his high school uh, high school year, but. 
But anyways, also, you know, how do you feel like you personally performed during your sophomore year of high school football? Like, what were some takeaways that you had from that year? I feel like it was a it was a good learning experience, you know, because it's a big difference, you know, it's Friday night lights and on the big stage. And it was it was a it was a good learning curve and it was a good experience to learn what I had to do, how how aggressive the level of aggression, you know, just the level of physicality and and uh, I feel like I matched up pretty well to that level of physicality. I played pretty decent. Now that's when I after my sophomore year, that's when I first started getting, you know, text on the text on Twitter from college coaches got my first interest, you know, and then I it kind of geeked me. And that was also a big motivation about it too, you know, uh seeing that I had the potential and uh these college coaches saw the potential in me and uh but and they believed in me at such a young age kind of also inspired me. Hey, I got keep you. Going. And Joseph, you know, you're already kind of professional at this. You're already kind of going down the timeline and everything. I was just about to ask you, but but also, Joseph, too, I wanted to ask you, so, you know, you play at Kelly Central High School, which, for people that don't know, is in the same district as South Lake Carroll. And I want to ask you personally, because during your sophomore year, you know, your first year on varsity, you know, you went up against, you know, Quinn Ewers and that whole South Lake offense. So, for right. you, so, how, so I guess you, so I guess the biggest thing I could ask you is, how was it going up against guys like that? And how did that kind of help build you up as a player? Because obviously, number one quarterback, one of the best ranked quarterbacks of all time. And, you know, for you being a young sophomore, that had to have definitely been kind of like a like a whoa moment. So for you, you know, what right. were some things you took away from playing teams like that? Um, it was uh it was actually it was actually a great experience because you know, we played uh played Quinn and you know Going into that game, of course, you know, everybody's talking about Quinn, 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 you know, number one athlete in the nation at that point, you know. So it was it was an inspiring an exciting experience, you know. I didn't I didn't think too much of it as an intimidating factor, but I just thought it was really cool getting to getting to play against the best of the best. And that year we also played a Garrett Nussmeyer, LSU quarterback, four star. Oh shoot, we also okay. Him that year. So it was it was it was pretty cool to be able to play against the best of the best, you know. Hey, absolutely. And I mean, obviously, you know, Kelly is like is in one of the biggest, uh, you know, A's levels you can get in Texas high school football, too. So you're definitely playing the absolute best of the best competition week in and week out. So but no, I'm glad you kind of shed some light on that, because a lot of people may not have realized that, you know, you did go up against Quinn Ewers, you know, in high school. And but anyway, you know, this is about you. I'm not going to continue to talk about him and everything like that. <laughs> right. Right. So, so, Joseph, you know, once your you know first full year of varsity football was over with, you know, you talked a little bit about some of those colleges kind of reaching out to you. So if you don't mind, talk to us about some of the like some of the notable schools that were reaching out to you at this point. Um. So my sophomore year after my sophomore season. First school that actually reached out to me was Arizona State. Coach Arjiga's up at Arizona State. You know, he kind of kind of texted me, said, uh, like, uh, sent me a few infographics, you know, talked talk to my recruiting coordinator about me and my trainer about me, said he, was, said he liked what I had, said he liked my frame. And then uh, secondly, it was uh, Vanderbilt, Coach Joven up at Vanderbilt. And, you know, they've, they, they're one of the original, one of the first schools to kind of show me love. And, uh, you know, be interested in me. So those are the first two big significant ones. I don't remember the other ones, but those are the two that kind of like I still remember to this day. No, I got you. I mean, that's huge, though, that you had all these power five schools reaching out to you after only your sophomore year in high school. So right. for you personally, Joseph, how did it feel knowing that? I mean, I know you talked a little bit about it, but if you don't mind, just kind of talk to us a little bit more about how it felt for you personally. Excuse me, being able to finally get some more attention from some power five schools. 
um it was a it was a cool experience because at that time i i thought it was cool but i didn't know how big of a deal it was you know i thought it was cool i thought it was just like a i didn't really talk about it that much but i thought it was just like a little little cool thing but yeah and i used it as motivation because at that time they were interested they were start showing interest but you know i had no offers at that point so i also used that as motivation too like yeah that interest is cool it's nice but you know it's it's not the real it's not the real deal yet you know No, I got you. Yeah, absolutely. Because, I mean, like you said, it's just interest. But I mean, even though, I mean, that's still a huge accomplishment for being so young at that point that you were, because, I mean, those aren't bad schools by any means. And so, uh, so you know, now that you're going into your junior year of high school, Joseph, had you received your first offer yet from a D1 school or was that after oh, your no. junior season? It was after my junior season. Okay, I got you. So, yeah, so, if you, so if you don't mind, Joseph, talk to us a little bit about when you, you know, finally did get that call and you got your first official D1 offer. Man, it was it was a crazy experience. I remember it like yesterday. It was like uh it was winter, it was basketball season. I also play basketball, I'm with the basketball team. And we on a we on the road game. We on the road going to uh South Grand Prairie. We got a game. And uh I I talked with uh it was Rice. My first offer was Rice, right? So I talked with the coaches. The coaches came up to see me, and by that time, coaches that came up to see me at Central all the time, you know, just conversating with them. And uh, it was like a few days before he came up to see me, just talking, telling me that he really liked what he really liked what he saw in me. He really liked the the uh, he really liked me and uh, my 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 skills and all that. And he said he was gonna try and get it done, try and go back to the home campus and you know really fight for me to get that offer. And I was like, okay, because you know coaches say that all the time, so I, I I believed him. But I to a certain extent, I was like, if 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 it doesn't happen, you know, it's okay. Yeah, you know, I just keep working. So. We're on the bus ride there, and uh, I just get a text that call me. I'm like, okay, okay, huh? You know, I called him before. It wasn't nothing. Yeah. I called him, and he's just telling me how um, – asking where I am, how I'm doing. And then I told him I was on the road at a basketball game. He said, all right, I'm not going to waste too much of your time. Uh, we'd just like to offer you a full scholarship to Rice University playing football. At that point, man, man I just started screaming. I started going crazy. All my boys on the bus started going crazy. It was just, it was a crazy experience, man. It, and for it to happen in front of my best friends, it was just, it was awesome. No, that's, but that's amazing, Joseph. My coach, he didn't think it was too awesome. He thought we was, we was joking around for a game. He told us, shut up. But after the game, he realized that I got the offer and he congratulated me. No, that's cool. And I mean, Rice, obviously, yeah. it's one of the best schools in all the country. I mean, for academic wise, that is one of the top schools. So, so kind of what I also want to ask you too, how did your family react when they heard that you finally got your first offer? Because I mean that had to have, you know, felt pretty good being able to tell your family that you'd be able to go to college. Um, it was a it was a great experience. I told my mom, I told my mom about the conversation we had earlier, talking about he was gonna try and get the offer through. But I told her that same night that I got the offer, she she was geeked. She was out the country at the time, but she was, she was, she was, uh, she was ecstatic. She was so proud of me and, uh, just making my mama proud and my family and my sisters, you know, my pops proud of me was like, it was, it, it was just an amazing experience, you know, cause that's, you know, that's what you do it for at the end of the day. Hey, absolutely. And I mean, you know, once again, congratulations on, you know, being able to achieve all that you have so far at such a young age. Cause you know, a lot of people dream of being able to, you know, achieve just some of the things that you've done so far. So once again, I want to congratulate you on that, but, yes, um, 
But, you know, so Joseph, you know, now that you got your first offer, you know, what were some of the other offers that kind of followed you? Because, you know, a lot of athletes talk about it kind of being like a snowball effect where they just kind of keep to like start rolling and rolling and rolling. So if you don't mind, just talk to us a little bit more about some of the other offers that you actually received after you got that first one. For me, it was it was a little bit different for me. It was it was it was it was a slower snowball, you know. After after my first offer for from Rice, about a month later, I got the call from uh, Coach Skeen up at Air Force. Got that offer, and then uh, next it was uh, Army West Point from uh, Coach Worthy gave me that call. That was about a month from a month after Air Force. It was about three months in. I had three offers, and then after that, then Sam Houston picked up a little bit quicker after after Army. About two weeks after Army, I picked up Sam Houston. Then I picked up uh, about a week later after that, I picked up Southeast Missouri State. And then I was going into summer. This is probably around the end of school year. So I have five offers, I think, if I'm not mistaken, going into the summer. And uh, at that point, I wasn't satisfied because I, I had a whole bunch of coaches interested in me, blah, 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 this, that, texting me. But I wasn't satisfied. Five wasn't enough for me. Hey, absolutely, but, yeah. So I, I so I went into so this really kind of where where it kind of blew up. I had I had some interest from Tulane and uh, Louisiana uh, Louisiana Lafayette, and uh, they wanted me to go up to campus, kind of visit up there, but they hadn't thrown the offer yet. So what happened was um, I went to TCU camp July June fourth. After that, yeah. I picked up Cornell and I picked up uh, UIW. Two days later, I went to SMU. I picked up Houston and a Holy Cross. And then after that, I picked up uh, Tulane, Lafayette, Navy, um, some other ones. I, I forgot. But it and was like could, a two-week yeah. span where I picked up, like, I think eight or so. And that was, that was just kind of a great experience, a crazy experience, you know? Yeah, no, but that's – I mean, that's cool that you finally – you know, you're starting to finally get recognized a lot more for all mm-hmm. the work that you had put in. So, uh, Joseph, I also want to ask you, too, you know, if you don't mind, kind of talk talk to us about, you know, you ultimately committing to Rice. You know, what were some of the factors that you felt led to you ultimately deciding to want to commit to Rice over, say, like Houston or some other, you know, big time schools? Um, The reason why I committed to Rice, I get asked this question all the time, but, you know, I always told myself and I always told everybody who asked me where I was going to go. I, you know, I said, I'm going to go to the school that showed me the most love. And for me and my recruiting experience, it was Rice. And, you know, from the jump, from the first day, it also helped that they were first, but it was not necessarily that they were first that 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 really carried them, you know. It was the fact that they would check up on me two or three times a week, send me mail constantly. You know, I got a, I got a shoebox full of mail from them, you know, just always checking up on me and showing me love and showing me that I'm wanted, you know. And uh, I visited their campus. is nice. Campus is beautiful. Head coach loves me, and, you know, as you said earlier, the academic piece, you know, you can't just skip over that. One of the best schools in the country. And going into a new conference, uh, the AAC, which is a, a big-time conference, i say the sixth six strongest conference in college football. So um, I, I just couldn't pass on that opportunity. Hey, absolutely. And I love the fact that you talk, you know, that you, the biggest thing for you is also the relationship with coaches because I know obviously you being a recruit, you know that nowadays in college football, it's, it's kind of become a meat market, so to speak, where they right. don't care they don't care about you as much as – you know, as a student athlete as, and as a person, they care more about what you'll be able to give them on the field. So I'm glad right. that you also counted to that because I know a lot of people, 
And, you know, when I was first starting to hear about you, you know, the first thing I heard was, you know, this absolute mammoth of a, you know, recruit. He's committing to Rice <laughs> over some of these other schools. And I'm like, it shouldn't really be a question mark. Why? I mean, you know, when you look at when you get down, when you look at all the details and everything like that, and like you talked about, Rice is an amazing school because obviously I, I can imagine your parents probably want you to first be great doing, ac you know, academically. And, sure. you know, and then on top of that, like you said, Rice is also, also going to be moving to the uh, AAC, which that's going to have schools like SMU, Tulane and all that. So they're not going to be, you know, playing in some small quote unquote conference. So, but no, I mean, honestly, it, I kind of laughed about it at first because I'm like, there's nothing wrong with wanting to go to Rice. I mean, first you can make an immediate impact, turn around the program and just, you know, but I'm, honestly, I'm kind of glad that you were able to commit a, commit to a school that you know would definitely benefit you more than just going to a school based off the name and the brand. Right. Mm -hmm. So, but no, uh, so Joseph, so, you know, now that you, you know, you know, now that you were committed to rice, you knew where you were going to be going to school for the next three to four years, you know, did that kind of, I guess you could say kind of took a lot of the weight off your shoulders. So like when you were oh, going man, in, let me tell you, let me tell you, man. <laughs> hey, summer, tell me, come on now. This summer was stressful in life. Like, you know, I had coaches take it up on me, you know, all my offers taking up on me week to week on a week to week basis, asking like how serious, how soon, how soon I wanted to commit or whatever, or like, you know, how soon I wanted to make that decision or if I was going to that school. And, you know, I I, I narrowed it down in my mind to the schools that I, I was deciding. But um, but yeah, just that pressure, you know, that that, you know, I'm telling you, I'm going to tell you straight up, it was to a point where it's like. One day I'd wake up, it'd be this school. Next day I'd wake up, I'd be like, oh, it's this school. Next day I'd wake up, be like, it's this school. You know, it's it's, it's a hard decision because I'm thinking five, five, four years down the road Yeah. on uh, my whole lifetime, you know. So it was just a hard decision. But I feel like uh, I prayed, you know, went with my gut, trusted my family and my friends, you know, went with the right decision. Absolutely. And definitely, you know, Rice will definitely be a great school long term for you, even after football, because a degree from Rice – I mean, that alone is worth a lot. So, but um, anyway, Joseph, so, you know, now that you're in your your senior year, you know, it's your final year playing with all the, you know, like you said, all your best friends and everything like that that you grew up with, you know, what are some things you're looking forward to, you know, whether it's during the football season or also basketball, like you talked about, you know, as this is your final year of high school? You know, I'm just, uh, I'm not going to lie. I'm, I'm just, I, I don't want to skip over, you know, this last ride, but, you know, I'm just – head over heels excited to, to play at the next level. That's that's that kind of keeps me going every day. Waking up be like, damn, you know what I'm saying? I'm gonna be going playing D one football at Rice University, you know, that kind of keeps me going. But this last season, whether it's football or basketball, my last ride, I just want to make the most of it, you know, just have fun with it. You know, just 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 do everything and make these last four years really worth it and end it off on a on a great note, you know, whether it's the season, whether it's relationships, whether it's whatever it is, just just have a have a year to remember, you know, because people don't ever forget their senior year, and I really want mine to be memorable. Memorable. Yeah, absolutely. I mean, you want to be able to remember these memories way down the road, you know, whether you are in the NFL making huge amounts of money, or you know, you're doing something more with your life. So, right. but anyway, Joseph. So, you know, another thing I want to I also ask you is, are you going to be enrolling early to Rice, or are you going to wait until May to graduate? Um. It was to a point where I was about I was about to enroll early. I was I was getting ready to do the summer courses, but you know I thought of it because you know I don't want to miss out on that second half with my boys because most of my most of my best friends are basketball players, and you know 
I got you. But last senior season with them, go to prom with them, do do fun experiences like that with them. And I feel like um, even if I did enroll uh, early or enrolled uh, enrolled at May, I feel like uh, I'm going to show my worth and show my talent, whether I show up early or, or regular timing to where I could I could earn my minutes and earn my position and earn my respect in that locker room. You know, just because that's just the type of player I am. I feel like I, I could I could really show them, show them, them, them juniors, them seniors that, you know, I'm the real deal. You know, I'm not I'm not one of them. Hey, absolutely. Hey, absolutely. Got to make sure they know who you are. Got to make sure that they remember the name Joseph Matombo. Mm-hmm. So. So anyway, Joseph, I also want to ask you, too, is, you know, when you first do step on campus down at Rice, you know, what are some of the things you're looking forward to the most, whether it's, you know, football wise or just academic wise? You know, what are some things you're looking forward to? I mean, uh, I'm really excited because it's, it's it's a new new scenery. I've been in I've been in DFW the last what last 12, 13 years of my life. So it's going to be a new scenery down in Houston, down in Houston, you know, making new friends you know, making a growing relationship with my teammates, playing big-time college football, getting paid to do that, you know, living for free, you know, getting paid to go to school and just like uh, just just the just the whole experience, just a whole kind of like a, a whole new a whole new life, you know what I'm saying? Like leaving like the, you know, I should be smart, I should know this, like, you know, like a, <laughs> no, you like a chrysalis, you know what I'm saying? The caterpillar yeah. being, you know what I'm saying? Coming a butterfly, you feel me? Oh, that cocoon, the cocoon. Yeah, I cocoon. Don't like that. Nah, but uh, you know, Joseph, I just want to ask you a few more things before we do head out of here. And I just want to let you know so far, you probably have had the most energy out of anybody ever. So I want to foremost say thank you for being so cool. But no, um, of course, of course, man. But uh, you know, one of the you know, kind of one of the last questions I want to ask you is, you know, whether it's past, present, college football or NFL, you know, what player do you feel like your play style most resembles and why? Um, you know, my favorite player is Michael Parsons, you know, okay. he's, a, he's a dog, a straight up dog. And I, to say my game resembles him would be a lie because I'm not, I'm not a, I'm not a, I don't run a four, three, like Michael Parsons, you know? Yeah. I got. But yeah. I feel like my game kind of resembles to, uh, maybe kind of like a, a miles Garrett, JJ Watt type, okay, yeah. type, type uh, DN, you know, that can also play the run. I got in you. a four eye, but also stay on that edge and win every single one on one. Whether it's with sometimes with speed or you know they have that power aspect to them, and you know it's like getting my weight up kind of help me build that arsenal in my pass rush, yeah, bull rushing. Whether it's the the long arm, whatever type of power move it is. So I feel like I'm very versatile with speed and power, being able to do both. I got you, Joseph. And obviously, you know, Miles Garrett and J.J. Watt, some of the best ends, you know, currently right now in the NFL. And, you know, I'm glad you talked about Micah a little bit, too, because I think a lot of people forget that he's, I mean, primarily with the the Cowboys use him. He's mostly as an edge rusher in that defense. Mm -hmm. So, and like you said, 4-3 is just unreal for a guy that size. So, Mm -hmm. uh, you know, anyway, the next question I want to ask you, one kind of one of the final ones, and this is going to be the most important one. So I'm telling you, do not mess this one up. Uh, so, so, so right, so pregame, right before you're about to head out of the locker room, about to get into the tunnel. But, uh, you know, before all that, while you're sitting in your locker, whether you got your headphones, AirPods, whatever, you know, whatever you might have on, you know, what is your go-to pregame hype song and why? Oh, man, it be switching, man. But I feel like recently, At least right now, at least right now, what you got, what you got Right on? now, I've been listening to Dreams and Nightmares, Meek Mill, you know. Okay, I got gotcha. you. 
kind of kind of the little build up, you know, kind of like explaining how he came up in the song and kind of with the beat too. He's talking about how he came up, how he started from nothing, you know, and just becoming the beast, you know, the rapper that he is and me becoming the beast I am on the field and kind of just wakes me up, you know. Yeah, absolutely. And, you know, is there any other songs you you be playing and stuff like that? Just kind of because, you know, every, everybody talks about Dreams and Nightmares. So I want to ask you personally, you know, any other songs you, you be playing? Oh, man, I can, uh, I'll be – I ain't gonna lie, my favorite artist, the greatest artist of all time. I don't care what anybody says, man. YNW Melly, man. He always hit the spot. Any of his songs don't ever miss. He always hits the spot, whether it's before a game, whether it's, you know, before I go to sleep, whether it's before, whether it's after, you know, after, you know, something sad just happened. Yeah, you I mean, know, he's he got everything. He's got hey. everything. I want to say first off, shout out, shout out to you for mentioning Melly because I don't think he gets talked about enough. I mean, I know obviously I know he hasn't obviously he hasn't dropped for a lot of reasons, but besides, <laughs> besides that, you know, but no, right. seriously, I mean he's got so many bangers. That one song he got with Uzi, obviously he got like yeah. right on my mind and all that, like some more, it's yeah. a little more mainstream. But his his like uh, lower ones though, them things are hard. So shout out to you uh, for at least at least showing some love to Melly and yes, uh, Joseph. Real quick, you know, before we do head off, is there anybody you want to shout out to getting you to where you're at today? Man, it's crazy, man. I could I could go on for days shouting out the people who, who got me to where I am. You know, you I shout out my family. It. I shout out my mom, my dad, my sisters, especially my older sisters, man. They was they was my rocks. You know, sometimes we was little kids, we used to fight a lot, but you know, nowadays we best friends. I tell them everything. They really hold me down sometimes when I'm drifting off or sometimes when I'm down, they just bring me up. You know, I shout out my best friends, Dom and E, you know what I'm saying? The real trio, you know what I'm saying? Trio Hero, we up, man. We up. You know what I'm saying? Those are my brothers for life. I shout out Bob and Playground, you know what I'm saying? The, the OGs, man. My best friends. You know, all my friends. I shout out, you know, that it's 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 a whole it's a whole group of people. I shout out everybody. Hey, I got all my joke. coaches, all my coaches, you know, Coach Dick. Coach Holloway, Coach Kilcoin, Coach Sledges, everybody, Coach, Coach, everybody, Coach, everybody, you know, all the coaches, all the trainers. And I feel like uh, I've been really blessed to have such a great support system and uh, people who have helped me get to where I am, you know. So I just want to thank them. And, you know, I, I, I'm going to find out a way how to thank them. Sometimes they don't they don't like when I when I repay them or do things for them. But, you know, I, I got to, you know, I owe it to them. Yeah, absolutely. I mean, they got you to where you're at today. And, you know, like you said, got to credit them for all of that. And, you know, J Joseph, thank you again for coming on, man. This was one of the most yeah, fun sir. interviews I've done so far. And, you know, for everybody out there that's listening to today's interview, make sure you go show my guy Joseph some love. I'm going to leave yes, all the socials down below, player stuff, everything like that. I will leave it mm -hmm. all down in the description of today's episode. Yes, so, Joseph, once again, my guy, thank you for coming on. I'm super excited to see what you do at Rice. I definitely might have to take a trip down there next year just to go show you some love. But, you know, seriously, though, yes, super sir. excited for your future. And thank you again for coming on. Appreciate it, Mason. Thank you for having me, cuz.